Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Slam Fire Radio. This is episode 415 for July 29th, 2021. I am one of your hosts, Sadriel. Dave, Dave, you're next. I don't have my show notes up yet. Am I next? Dave, Dave you're next. I'm one of your other hosts, Dave, who does not have his show notes up yet. I'm Mo. I'm Kyle. And Trevor and Kelly are off. Um, I believe they're uh, joining the Harry Krishnas uh, this week. And, yes. Uh, yeah. They're giving away um, with the flowers small at, at airports, small bells, small at the bells airports. and flowers. Yeah, mm. bells but you're flowers. supposed to pay them back. It's not supposed to be something oh. that's free. No, you oh, think I, you I just bell, took them all and left. Oh. That's an oh. option. It is a gift. They expect money, but uh, <laughs> anyways, we don't, need, we don't need to talk about their. Uh, uh, Good for them, whatever. though. It's very entrepreneurial. Yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe yeah. they can make some money at it. Who knows? Yeah. Kelly's gonna have to grow her beard out. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more robes in their future for uh for you know clothing. It's easier. Yeah. Sheets. Well, I mean, you know, then you've only got to worry about your outer clothing. You don't have to worry about the, you know, anything under that. So it seems like a really good freeing experience. Yeah. 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 Up and out real quick. Flowing robes. Up and out real quick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You fall in the water, you're probably hosed, but You know, be careful around lakes. Not many lakes at airports, though. But if you all fall in the fountain, you might be in trouble. Maybe. I think, yeah. I think we fell off the rails here pretty early. <laughs> well, hey. I'll bring us back onto the rails. <laughs> Were we on the rails? Get railed here. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what we did in Guns This Week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Right now, they have the Mossberg Maverick 88 Cruisers. The Cruisers are uh, pistol grip, pump shotguns. They've got the six and eight shot versions, depending on which one you need Ooh. to defend your dumpster. And uh, they're right around two, three hundred bucks kind of a thing. So the eight shots, two ninety nine and the six shots, probably the same. But yeah, they're both two ninety nine. Why wouldn't you get the eight shot? Them. Why wouldn't you always get the eight shot? I... In what mm-hmm. world would you need the six shot when the eight shot is right there? Doesn't make sense. No. Look, Maybe there's the eight shot. Tube thing. goes to the end. Awesome. Here's a six shot. Tube doesn't go to the end. Sadness. Nah. Yeah. You got to get the yeah. tube going to the end. Maybe the barrel length is different. Yeah, uh, barrel length is different. 18 and, and a half. half. 20. Oh, 20. two inches longer. Mm. Still. Inch and a half. It. Learn about it. Take it. This looks cool. <clears throat> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, go check out uh, Calgary Shooting Center if you need a shotgun to defend dumpsters. It looks fantastic yep. for that kind of thing. Uh, Dave, it's been a while since you've been on. Uh, why don't you start off with what you did this week's in guns? I am going through my guns and figuring out which ones I'm going to sell. So that's what I'm doing because I have a lot of guns and I don't shoot a lot of them. So I've decided to a drill on them. And the ones that I don't really, really like, like my Luger that I hate, I'm going to uh, I'm going to sell some of that stuff. So 
I've been working on that. I cleaned a few things, uh, sorted out some of my reloading equipment, which again, I haven't used lately because I haven't really been out shooting. And I'm looking at what matches are coming up and what I can get out to. Oh, and I went by uh, Canadian Forces Training Area Winona and took a selfie of myself in front of it. So hoping that 2022, we can get out at Winona again and put some rounds downrange. Hey, and uh, Borden, of course. For, you know, just in, in your own uh, selfish interests and for my interest and probably some of our listeners, what kind of guns are you selling? Uh, I don't know yet. Probably a mm. lot of my World War II stuff. I've got some Moss and Nugans. So, you know, I found out they're actually worth money these days, which is amazing. And I've got an SVT-40 I'm going to get rid of. I've got a, I think it's a 1906, the 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 old U.S. pre-early World War II uh, bolt gun that they used, the .30-06. Hmm. I've got a, a remanufactured sniper version, which I'd show you, but we can't hold guns because we're streaming on, on Facebook and YouTube, super lame. Um, but uh, I've got one of those that I'm going to sell. I've got a Moss and Against sniper refurb that I'm going to sell. Um, again, most of the, ra- the range that I normally shoot at doesn't allow .30-06 anymore as of last year, so... I bought it and then I never shot it. So, hmm. and then uh, I just other stuff. I've got a couple pistols. I've got a Tokarev. I've got two Tokarevs. I randomly ended up with an extra one that I've again never shot. My other one I've shot. So I'm gonna sell mm-hmm. one of those. And uh, four fifty-five Webley. I'm probably gonna sell from 1917, along with my Luger, which is a 1917, and just assorted stuff. I've got a. Uh, a K11, I'm probably going to sell because I got ammo, but I'm not probably not going to shoot it. Hmm. But it's got nice micrometer sights on it, so it's kind of a fancy mm. one. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Bunch of bunch of Milserp stuff, sounds like. Lots of Milserp stuff, yeah. I, I ended up buying a ton of this stuff. Just, you know, you know how it is, right? You buy one, and then you're like, ooh, and this one, if I pay a little more. My, my Moss and Gants were kind of, the SVT-40s were funny because I bought one, and the guy's price was really high, so I pointed out that some of the retailers had a lower price. And he said, well, I've got some M9130s, so if you buy two of them, I'll basically give them to you. So I think I paid like 50 bucks for the M9130s, and mm. then uh, I got the SVT for a, at the at the time was a high price, but for three guns, it was a hell of a deal, so... And probably and one of those, your, your investment's probably paying off, like buy low, sell high right now, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I think the SVT forty I paid like three hundred and fifty bucks or four hundred bucks for it. <laughs> so listeners that are going to be like, "What? They sold <laughs> yeah. for that one time? Yep, they sold for three fifty. That's like, time. yeah. Well, at one time I bought a couple grands for three hundred bucks, and then I sold them for four hundred. Figured I'd make quite a bit of money on them, and then I went to buy them again ten years later when I got back into shooting and went, "Yep, not buying those. <laughs> That's not a two thousand dollar <laughs> rifle. Sorry, kids. Yeah." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, some stuff like that and uh, cleaned up some of my reloading equipment because I had boxes of boxes of bullets and uh, cleaned all that stuff up. So I've got some buddies that are I'm going to try to talk into reloading some ammunition for me because I need some 30 out six, but I know uh, 357, but I don't have any, but I have like 500 bullets. So hmm. I'm going to talk to a buddy of mine who has a progressive to reload a bunch of it for me. So, yeah, progressive is yeah. a way to go on 38 and 357. Yeah. It's I've got the dies and then I looked at it and I'm like, that's just painful. Yeah. Like eh. I can't be bothered. So yeah. Cool. That's uh, it. Yeah. Mo, what about you? 
Last Friday, I went to a build and shoot IPSC match at Eastern Ontario, which is near Ottawa. Uh, the build part went really well. I enjoyed it. Uh, the match director, Maida Russell, does a great job. She had everything organized, and it was pretty cool to see how the, the stages came together and all the tweaking that goes on before the, the shooting actually starts. Uh, then we got we got shooting in the early afternoon, and uh, first few stages went pretty well. And then, then uh, got to stage three, and um, I uh, started off well. And I go to reload, and uh, the bottom of the uh, base pad came out. <laughs> <laughs> along with along with the spring, of course, nice. and then you just and then I'd start hearing the ammo hitting the ground, bloop, 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 <laughs> and, and and you should have seen my fate. Well, I was just like horrified, and then uh, I was flustered, and uh, <laughs> I ended up getting the t- two worst letters you can ever hear at a match: a D and a Q. So that my day was my shooting day was done after that because apparently my finger touched a trigger while I was trying to clear the malfunction Ooh, um, and yeah, yeah. uh yeah so i didn't protest or anything i always said if i ever ever happens i'm just gonna walk away and and just accept it so uh i stuck around like i clear i put everything away i stuck around to, to to patch and stuff and then i left and it bothered me if you for a few days but then i finally got over it uh it's in uh ontario as soon as you get a dq they put you like your status to suspended so then you have to uh, speak to the disciplinary guy, which I did. And, uh, you know, you tell your story and then, uh, I was reactivated. So, uh, I'm already signed up for another match. Did you get um, up in his grill. That wasn't me. That no, was the guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, no. I, 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 I just walk, like, I literally just said, okay. And I walked away now. Uh, yep, that's the, the only thing I could think of is, you know, I, my think my fingers slid down and they might've been a cross. I don't know. Um, so then during my dry fire all this week, I've been like doing the exaggerated, like <laughs> finger, finger up off the actual frame. Right. Instead of like wrapped the around the top of the, of the slide. Just yeah. In so case. Like literally like I've been just like pushing it away, pushing it away, just getting myself used to that. So that way there's no, never, yeah. cause it was not a good feeling. Like it, it obviously yeah, left a, a yeah. sour taste in my mouth yeah. for days. I mean, not only that, you know, you get the DQ, but you don't get to finish shooting. And then obviously yeah. like the whole, like, shame. I don't want to be labeled an uns- unsafe shame. person, shame. right? Yeah. Great you shame. Know, great shame. You know what though, Mo? <laughs> Good on you for packing up and then hanging around for the rest of the yeah. day because yeah. a lot of people pissed off and they they rage quit and they just march off the range. And that's yeah. the worst thing. Yeah, and I've you hung around for the day much respect for that people usually uh, i've no seen problem. that and i've seen that and i always said i'm not going to do that i'm not going to do that i'm like and you know no. obviously i was bothered by it and you know like your round your rounds hitting the ground is not a good is not a good thing so to to do a quentin tarantino movie style I'll, I'll i'll bring you back in time and the stage before that was a was a, the biggest stage and it was like in a sandy area so most of my mags hit the ground <laughs> and I, I was rushing to like their the CZ mags, you know, pop out the bottom. And I have a brush yep. for them, and I had cleaned them on. I guess I didn't snap one in well oh. enough, yeah, so yeah. it it held it held the rounds, you know, for a little while. But then, in the force of actually uh, putting it putting it in, it must have like loosened, and that's yeah. what happened. So, so you uh, actually clean magazines? Wow. It was uh, it was a beachy it was a beachy stage like there was 
it's hard to like there was sand everywhere, and I hate sand, so it was it was. Yeah, but it just goes to the bottom of the magazine. Bag, it's fine. If it's uh, fine powdered stuff, it'll it'll <laughs> stay in the middle. It'll, it'll uh, yeah. I, I give it a good tap. And then... <laughs> in hindsight, I should have left them alone, but you know, obviously that that happened. So if I ever do that again, I'm going to make sure to yeah test double, the bottles that they did do it, not snap out. So did anybody videotape it? Because that would be awesome. No, and that's what the oh. disciplinary guy, he kind of like chuckled. He's like, did anybody record that? I'm like, no, no. Uh, and and my hearing my hearing protection has great audio because I literally heard them all like hitting the ground. Like, <laughs> 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 um, so, so obviously it was a learning lesson and I'll, I don't want that to ever happen again. So, um, and then uh, what else did I do? Well, uh, so like your, I said, your I, footage would, uh, your footage, would, it would have been funny, but it also would have shown like how egregious your finger was, whether it was like, whether you yeah. were hovering off of it, like maybe you were hovering off like this or maybe your, your finger was on the trigger. You, you don't know until it's, it's nice. Yeah. To have that, that like I, I have right? a, I have yeah. a feeling that it slid down and was a cross was a mm-hmm. cross, but I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I did in the, in the frustration yeah. of trying to clear, clear the malfunction. Maybe I yeah. did like hook it a Drift. bit, but I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Like I said, but then, so all week I've been trying to like, Push it away, push it away. So um, that's the problem with getting flustered. That's the mental management part of shooting, right? Because if you're really experienced at it and you've had this happen before, next time it happens, you're going to be like, clear the malfunction, boom, back in the game and keep going. Well, I've had, I've had malfunctions before, but I've never had rounds hitting the ground before. So that was a different experience. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, I've I've got another match uh, this, this Sunday because I'm I'm going to visit some family, so I'm going to be driving. The uh, Hamilton has a match uh, this weekend, so I'll be back on the horse, as they say. Uh, what else did I do? I set up my 1022 for the Maple Seed in August. I was going to buy a cheap scope like a Tasco or a Simmons or whatever, but I just ended up taking the the one that I had on my hunting rifle that I only take out once a year. And it's a uh, vortex crossfire, like a three by nine. So I, I mm-hmm. put that on and, worked, yeah. uh, and this yeah. weekend and this weekend I'm going to, I'm going to cite it. And I guess I have to cite it in a 25, 25 meters. Mm-hmm. Correct. Adriel. Yeah. 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 So and you've got that so. scope as far forward as possible, right? As you'll far forward. It, yeah. You'll yeah. As far forward as possible. Rugers don't have enough room on the scope to get them as far forward as you want them. So get it as far forward as possible. Oh, I always thought it's like you're natural. You bring your, your head down yeah. and, and then as long once as, you, you, you know, your prone, eye gets. Though, to, yeah. As you go prone, your your head's going to be a lot further forward than it normally is. And w- uh, just to get your eye relief, you're going to end up crunching your neck back. So if you can get it as far yeah. forward on, on the receiver as possible. As far forward. Okay. So I'm going I'm to, I mean, that's it's a good thing. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I'll do, I'll uh, I'll do that before, uh, obviously, before. And the, get into the your event. positions too, right? So check it, sitting, yeah. kneeling. Seated, prone, prone standing, prone. checking in all yeah. your different positions and see how. Okay. Well, my, my new mat is still in the box. Yeah. I guess I'll open up the box and throw it out. The, throw it on the family <laughs> roof floor. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, that's really that's really it for me. So, how about you, uh, Kyle? Uh, not a lot this week. I got the design for our fifty finalized and sent that in Monday for approval with the Alberta CFO. And believe it or not, they actually came back on Tuesday with an approval. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Very impressed with that. Was not expecting it that quick. Assuming it's a pretty uh, simple setup. 
Yeah, it's bit well, it's modifications to our existing range. Oh, we okay. have to basically put up a wall with a slit to shoot <sighs> through because our range suck. is almost basically in town. And Damn. we have a golf course and development housing development downrange of us. Yeah. Baffles suck. Same up at the uh, one club I belong to. They had to put baffles up because they built a development behind the behind the berm. Essentially, well, we've had we've had baffles for ages, but when they were first put in, they got approved, and they're basically telephone posts. Well, not basically; they are telephone posts hmm. all up above. But now with the guidelines, they do not meet spec. Did you have to do the 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 basically a bin of gravel type of thing, or? Uh, basically, it's, concrete? it's a wall, probably about, what is it, 14 meters downrange. And then on the 100-meter range, we I put a, basically, I could only get like a 12-inch slot to shoot through because we couldn't see ground and you can't see sky. Yeah. And then I was able, to, on that same distance on our 50, I was able to put it to be a 20-inch window. Okay. And, and what, what's the construction? Uh, we're going to do 3 by 10s and then... In between them is 12 inches of sand or gravel. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's So we'll have like 18 inches of wall to stop anything that hits. And then even the windows are trimmed with 3 by 10 So we, right around the shooting window, you'll have like 21, 24 inches thick. Oh, okay. Cool. So we'll be out at the range, probably starting construction on that this weekend. I think they're out there clearing up some of the stuff today and getting prepped for it. Uh, registered for the Fort Mac Ipsic match on next weekend, I think, actually. <laughs> and that'll be my first time shooting production optics. I normally shoot standard, so should be interesting. What are you going to use? Hmm? What are you going to use? My OZ9. Okay. The Delta Point Pro. So Production. This is a production. This is like a same pull, same kind of pistol you'd find with any cop or military person out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just standard run of the mill. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and apparently, I need to actually sell my spot for the Chaz three gun the following weekend because I brain farted when I registered, and there's a Peace River three gun match that same weekend. So I'll drive the two hours to Peace River instead of five to five. Edmonton. Yeah. Hey, what are you shooting well, for three gun? Uh, right now I am shooting. Uh, well, got my Benelli, and then WK one eighty right here, mm. and my STI right there that I can't show. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. why I'm shooting for three gun. The only thing there that's changed has been the WK because I can't use yeah. my modern varmint or modern sporter. So, yeah, I'm expecting we'll see a lot of those at three gun and that. Uh, CQB matches and the like mm-hmm. service. But so far, this WK, it's a strange one because I haven't had any issues with it this year. So the only oh, issue I had was running polymer good. mags <laughs> coming up against the barricade. The polymer mag was just too much play and went feed. Mm-hmm. But switched over to the just stam mag, the 50 Beowulf mags, and those are working great. And yeah, I haven't had a single issue with that gun so far. So knock on wood. Awesome. And <laughs> It keeps running. How many rounds yeah, you got through awesome. so far? Mm. Thousand. Yeah. yeah. I'm debating cool. getting one of those. I've got my Tavor that I was thinking of shooting, but the problem with the Tavor is that my manual of arms is all aft. So, yeah. I'm like, change the mag. I did yeah. see a 
Yeah, sure. It had to be a meme where they unbolt up to Tavor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that this week. I'm not, sure, like, not sure if that's the I way didn't realize make you could make Tavor worse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it for me. How about you, Adriel? Cool. Yeah. Tommy says, wait till you blow a piston on the WK 180. Yeah. If you keep the, if you keep the gas block in check and in the right spot, it'll be less likely, but it's still not zero. Yeah. Still always a possibility. I, a piston. I like, I like when the charging handles break off and you're like rack. Oh crap. There's nothing. To That's rack. my favorite. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those old, like world war two rifles, like the, the emergency ones where you had to like pinch the bolt from both sides and pull it back. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine it's like one of those. Yeah. Or you go get the aftermarket uh, charging handle and replace it off the right, right off the hop, and don't worry about it. <laughs> Anywho, uh, let's see. I finally got my register for the P10. The P10 is the 10 millimeter uh, Tokarev. So that's three weeks after transfer approval. Wow. I got the transfer approval email. Three weeks later, I finally got the register, and you can't go to the range without the register. So uh, finally got it out. I took it to the range. I found out that the rear slide pin retaining clip, you know, that sl- that slidey clip on the side of a Tokarev that holds the uh, slide pin in there, the slide stop. Uh, under yep. recoil, it was bumping back on me. And uh, I caught one very funny clip of video that I'm going to have to put a... a uh, that was amazing. I'm going to have to put a, a watermark on it or something like that because that looks like a video that other people are going to steal. So I'm going to put a watermark on that stuff before I uh, publicize that one. But... I already it was a very, it was a very funny failure. That's <laughs> <laughs> all my stuff. Put that, that up on my YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> it's out only there so, already. <laughs> it's only that so long priceless. before it's on meme of the week with that AK forty seven guy or uh, oh, one yeah, of the man. other YouTubers. Yeah, that was that uh, was the best. Oh my god, yeah. I laughed. I I, I actually spewed yeah. water. So yeah, that does it worked perfectly with cavemaning, right? Like I did that. I, I do caveman tap or any kind of failure tap racket and. Uh, it, it didn't work and it tap and I brought over to the side rack slide pin comes out let go Whoop. <laughs> slide goes flying off like I said if your slide hit the hit the target and broke the paper I'd give you the I'd give you the hit I was lucky that so I was on concrete but in front of me was dirt so and it just like uh, into the dirt so it was good it didn't damage it I actually wouldn't want to put a scuff <laughs> on a toker <laughs> yeah, yeah anyways it was fun uh, I'm still re- I'm still waiting on a reg cert for my Wrangler that was approved July 5th. That was one, two, three and a half weeks ago. How long does it take for an automated paper stuffing machine to print that register and put it in the mail and get it over to me? I'm like losing it. I want to I want to get that pistol out. It looks so cool, but it's just sitting in my safe and it has been for three weeks. If this is like my first pistol ever, and they're like, oh, let's put Adriel on like a, you know, just give him a little bit more time. Make sure he doesn't do, do anything crazy. Like, okay, whatever. But like, this is not my first yeah. pistol. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, man? My first AR-15 I bought, my first <laughs> AR-15 I bought took like two and a half months. Oh, wow. That's on Monday, in Ontario, I went in. In Ontario, yeah. they hate you, I know. Though, right? <laughs> on Monday, I went in because they phoned me that my AR-15 registration had come in so I could go pick it up. I'd ordered a handgun on Friday. It was waiting. It was good to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing over there, but uh, I assume it's just wasting my money, wasting my tax. Probably. Money. 
Yeah. Uh, I want to take my little 22 handgun. I want to take my tiny 22 revolver out to the range, have my kids shoot it. That's primarily who's going to shoot that gun. Yep. Anyways, last I weekend I did a, a double header Chaz and Sherwood Park maple seeds. So uh, those went well. Weather was pretty good for both of them, and uh, attendees were pretty squared away. There was like uh, almost everyone had mats, for example. So that was good. I've had a couple of a uh, couple of ones in the past where it's like only half the people brought mats. Half the people are like, "We need a mat for this." It's like, "Oh man, <laughs> yes, you do." <laughs> I had one guy bring like a scrap of uh, like flooring or something like that. Like that's not gonna work. Scrap yeah, but, of uh, flooring, okay. Yeah, I yeah, like sleeping yeah. bags. <laughs> Well, you just like, I, I don't know, like a lot of people don't own shooting mats, right? And like the, the, the prospect of like, do I have to buy a $50 Cabela shooting mat just for this event? It's like, yeah, yeah. But you can I use did. a mat shooting mat for other stuff, right? Like if you, if you end up going on the back 40 or something like that, going out in the middle of nowhere to do some shooting, you take your mat with you and you have a comfortable time. And you don't have to like, I don't know, get the brambles and stuff on the elbows and whatnot. Anyways, now I'm rambling. Uh, the yeah. maple seeds were great. Uh, we had uh, our instructors and IITs did a lot of it. Uh, we have a very, we're, we've got a very experienced instructor core here in Al Alberta. And uh, it shows in the amount of stuff I don't have to do at those events because other people just know what's got to happen and, and it just happens. Uh, I got a video out on the Rossi Ranch Hand, which is the uh, Lever Action 38 357 thingamabobber. That was neat. Uh, and then the other day I saw, so Bullseye North had this sale on holsters. They were like blowing out this, I can't even remember what the holster was called, uh, but they were like blowing them out. So I ended up picking one of those up, a double AR mag pouch. And I was thinking, what about like my, uh, right now my kid uses, uh, what's the Caldwell cheap one there? The Emacs, uh, which mine are like a 10 year old set of electronic muffs. They're okay. Um, but he's getting into more into action shooting. So I thought I'd get him something like a little bit better. So I got him some Howard late, uh, Howard light impact sports, which are like a, an okay budget, uh, head, headset better than your walkers or, or whatnot. Uh, and then I saw they had some sling swivel studs, the kind that you got Mo. They had them yeah. in 12 packs for three bucks. So I'm like, yep, hook me up with those. So I got a couple of them, not because I need them, but because, uh, when I do need them. I like the fact that I'll have some that are like 50 cents and they're sitting in my kit ready to rock and roll. I'm just, I'm just going to put sling studs nice. in like everything just where they don't even belong. I'll just like, I need two in this one. <laughs> Smat one on your okay, scope. Then. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Put one on your pistol so you can have a leash on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little lanyard on a, on a shadow two. First shadow yeah. two you've ever seen with a lanyard hook on it. Yeah. <laughs> That'll come in handy. Mags, given what they're worth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ah uh, no, Shadow Two. Oh, I think I did order a Shadow Two mag. Yeah, I, I got another one because I only have four of the forty cal ones, so I got one more. Uh, I don't think I actually need. If, it, if you have any springs lying around, can you send me one? Because I I don't know what happened to mine. It just went flying. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> All of mine are in use inside yeah, the magazine. Along, yeah. <laughs> have some extra bases. If you need a base. No, I'm good there. No? All right. Uh, and then I ordered, uh, some maple seed stuff. So we're, we're gearing up a bunch of shoot bosses to, uh, to get going and, uh, just prepping some stuff for next year as well. So, uh, I'm prepping for another epic run of slings. I think I'm going to do 140, uh, this run. And I've also got my, uh, my child labor working on laminating a bunch of stuff. So excellent. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know that they they've had it real real easy all summer i haven't haven't had them do any like crap work yet and uh this is a good a good way to get them started on it payback time (laughs) (laughs) earn your keep Uh, and then I ordered some 34 millimeter rings from MD- MDT. Uh, they had some of the most inexpensive yet still quality rings out there at about a hundred bucks for a 34 millimeter. So hmm. got some from them for a uh, project uh, yet to be named. So, and I got a rifle sitting next to me that I can't show you, but it's cool. Daniel Defense bolt action 308. Bet you didn't know Daniel Defense makes a bolt action. I did not, but that thing is sexy. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. I think this weekend I might uh, hit the range. What am I going to do? Should I probably shoot that ten millimeter some more? I'm going to try pinching that uh, that retainer clip just a little bit, just to give it a little bit more tension. <laughs> try to keep the slide control. attached. Yeah, yeah. Try to keep the slide on the gun. Uh, it shot otherwise. It was and it was accurate enough. I'm going to shoot the steel at the fifty and hammer it with those one eighties. That's what I'm going to do. That would be nice. satisfying. Hit that little six-inch plate with a 180, just mm. uh, <laughs> or maybe the big one. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and I'll probably do some 22 stuff because one of my kids wants to uh, wants to do maple seed, but it's like mm, you gotta you gotta like get used to it and and uh, and start try- trying to shoot it to uh, to get there. So we'll probably go do some practice, pull some mats out, do some shooting from the mat, and that kind of thing. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, that's about it for me. That's all of us, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's all of us. Let's get on to upcoming events. Upcoming events is sponsored by Telos Alpha. Telos Alpha is a Canadian digital agency that works exclusively in the firearms vertical. They help with banking processes and business and strategic planning, and they'll steer you away from Google Ads so that you don't uh, go on there and get some strikes because apparently Google Ads doesn't allow like any kind of gun-related smelling stuff on their uh, platform anymore. So uh, if you want uh, an ad company that knows how to run that kind of stuff, head on over to tlsalpha.com. Uh, upcoming Maple Seeds still have tickets available. Woodstock on August 8th, Saskatchewan Landing on August 14th, Regina, August 15th, Cornwall, August 15th. Check out mapleseedrifleman.com and just go to the events area on there and you can find more events to register. Uh, WPRC will be in Woodstock, Woodstock, New Brunswick as well. Uh, register now. That'll be Saturday, August 7th. Uh, and they'll be hosting their first ever ladies only event. So if you need more information on that, email WPRC2005 at gmail.com. Uh, Ottawa, the CCFR is back, uh, is added again, back by popular demand. It's another edition of our EOSC CCFR ladies range day. That'll be August 28th from 9.30 to 5. No license, no experience, no problem. Come and try your hand at the shooting sports in a safe, welcoming environment with instruction. Everything's provided, including lunch. Limited tickets are available, $40. To register, head on over to Eventbrite. Uh, The news. Uh, Does someone want to take this first one from iPolitics, this court fight over the liberal gun ban? Maybe nearing its end? Sure, let me just pull up article here yeah i tell you what i will so angry i will share the screen so people can see which article i mean if they follow the ccfr and that kind of thing they've probably already seen it but whatever okay so a court fight over liberal gun ban may be nearing its end uh it's basically an article says a court battle that began over a year ago 
over the liberal government's ban of thousands of privately owned semi-automatic rifles may be may head to a final hearing soon. A recent court entry in what became seven federal court cases mounted by firearm businesses, gun clubs, 26 gun owners, and others taking part in the legal challenge shows that dates for next steps could be set by the first week of August, including a final hearing date. So some good news. At least we get, well, we have an update on that. I'm not going to read the whole article. Yeah, it looks like it's like rolling down there talking about like people who are funding it and that kind of thing and what was going on. Anyways, that was interesting. Uh, the other one isn't really a news item, uh, but if you have your RPAL, you might have got an email from the gov saying like, yo, uh, you're, you don't have an ATT for all these other things anymore. So whereas before you had an ATT like, to go to the gun range and to a bunch of other super reasonable things, uh, now you do not. And if you want to do those things, you have to get the paper copy just in case because that makes no, it more I, re- safe. I received that email. Did you? I haven't seen it yet, but I am I relieved just that Jane shootings your spam. have come to an end. Yeah, check your oh, spam, your well, promotions folder. Yeah. yeah, it went to my pro- promotions yeah, on that. Gmail. Yeah. yeah, same, same for me. Yeah, promotions. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, now you need, uh, you need an ATT if you're going to a port of exit in order to take them outside of Canada. Mm, to a gun show, uh, to a business. So if you need to take it for repair, you need to go get a paper ATT. Uh, to a business that holds a license for repair, so a gunsmith. Uh, oh, I guess the other business could have been to sell it or something like that. I don't know, just to show them. Check out my gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, or to uh, uh, any place where a peace officer, firearms officer, or chief firearms officer is located for verification, registration, or disposal. So any of those cases, you need an ATT now. Which I'm thinking the a- union that pages? runs... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking the union that runs the uh, runs things was getting upset that they didn't have enough business anymore, and the, maybe the union that runs the printing place, or I don't know, <laughs> somebody was getting yeah. upset, so they needed yeah, to like, crack, crack down on all those gang members taking their guns over to the gunsmith. <laughs> yeah, so they're always ridiculous. super slow when I call them. Like it doesn't seem like they ever they, they ever need more work. You know, one time I got pissed off at the CFO because I had to get a. I had to get an ATT to go to the post office to drop my gun off in the box. So I got my ATT to the post office. The post office had had a flood, so they were closed. I didn't have an ATT to go home. (laughs) So I phoned the CFO, and I made them give me an ATT. (laughs) And they gave me an ATT for five minutes to go from the the post office to my house. And they said, oh, you're fine. And I'm like, can you give me that in writing just in case this ever got? Well, no, we're not going to do that. I said, well, then I'll need an ATT. Yeah, so they gave me a number and emailed it to me. <laughs> to anyone who is uh, subject to this legislation, they can easily see how uh, futile and uh, pointless it is. I think for other people, yeah. they they must feel like it 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 means something. It'll like yeah. keep wow. the guns from our shopping malls and stuff like that. But it's like, yeah. yeah, look look at the liberals ad they ran during the last election, right? Where they showed the dangerous guns, and then the conservatives want these at your children's school. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. You yeah. know, so people yeah. will be going, "Oh, thank God! Look at this. This makes yeah. us so much safer." Yeah, indeed. Which it does not. No. Anyway. Total pain in the butt. Anyways, uh, the CCFR is giving away a sign. It's a neon sign. Looks kind of cool. Let me pull it up here. 
There's the CCFR neon sign. So uh, for every $10 donated, you will receive one entry to win. So you could potentially win this sign. You just need to like, I don't know, donate. That's kind of neat. Very nice. Sign, Check it out huh? at uh, firearmsright.ca forward slash sign contest to check that out and dave's probably already throwing it into you're way ahead of me dave already throwing <laughs> it into the uh, uh the chat there on facebook fantastic and turning like a mofo baby <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let's get into new gun stuff new gun stuff is sponsored by bolt action coffee bolt action coffee is uh they make coffee and uh we're a brand ambassador for them so if you want to buy some coffee from those guys head on over to their website boltactioncoffee.com and use discount code slamfire for your bolty coffee and uh i don't know maybe they'll like say thanks or something new gun stuff uh rangeview sports has a summer special on right now now you guys were like i i have had like vultures circling me i feel like about that ruger wrangler which i still haven't got out to the range we've got like four different people say asking me like hey when you're done with that you want to sell it uh go buy your own you filthy animals rangeview <laughs> has them for 249 that's reasonable that's super reasonable so if you want like a silver looking one or a black one or a bronze one 249 get one of your own that is cheap that is cheap very reasonable mm. hey you want to what else what is reasonable? Yours for? <laughs> <laughs> it's a cheaper 248 my kid's gonna try it first they're gonna like the other pistol better the the semi-automatic uh. but whatever uh, the next one we have here is uh, the Type 81 LMG. So right now, Tactical Imports is selling some Blem versions, and I believe they're including mags with them. I believe these Blem ones are coming with a free drum magazine. Uh, yeah, so if you want one of these with the drum and uh, you want something cool, that's an LMG-looking thing. Weren't those weren't those like 1200 bucks like a year ago? Uh, I think that was the regular Type 81, not the LMG. Not the LMG. Oh, okay. And this one comes with a drum, too. Yeah. With five rounds. Five round capacity. (laughs) But it's It's still a a drum. It's a neuter drum, but it's a drum. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Looks cool. Does look cool. Uh, Shooter's Choice has a large estate sale. So looks like they got uh, a pile of guns from some collector. Uh, there's over 60 long guns, 40 handguns, 30 bows, and lots of other knives and accessories and whatnot in there. So if you're looking nice. for some cool older stuff that's in very good condition, head on over to Shooter's Choice. And then uh, I was told that this is these are like unobtainium and they're really hard to get at. And uh, therefore, I'm going to make them even harder to get and you guys are going to buy them out. Uh, North Pro Sports <laughs> has the uh, CZ 457, 455, or 512, 22LR, 10 round polymer, polymer mags, uh, which again are, are apparently like they, they come and then they're immediately sold out. So uh, actually, I should probably check it and see if they're not sold out yet. So All North right. Pro Sports in Saskatoon uh, still has some of those for now. Depending on when you listen to this, uh, they may not. Uh, the next one, uh, Gotenda has, uh, they're doing a summer sale. I looked through their, their stuff and yeah, there's some stuff that was okay. The one that stuck out, they had some Norinco 308, 762 by 51, I think is what the actual uh, spec to. But for 359 for 500, which comes up to 72 cents per round. Pretty good. Pretty good for 308. I mean, it's surplus. It's not that accurate. I've tried that stuff. 
didn't get very good accuracy out of it. Uh, don't shoot it in your bolt hunting gun. It won't light off because the primers are super hard and uh, it works great in my M1 Grand though. Still not accurate, but hmm. sends the rounds downrange. 72 cents anyways. Pretty good. And then SFRC. Wolf has uh, 124 grain, 9mm ammo, 299 for 1,000. Very decent. That seems, that seems almost back to normal. Remanufactured. How is that right? wolf yeah. stuff anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Remanufactured is uh whenever the price of ammo is like really high, remanufactured becomes price competitive. As soon as the, the rush is over, it's the, it's not competitive anymore. But that's competitive. Yeah. Very nice. All right, why don't we get into the main topic? And for our main topic, we're gonna talk about uh just expand a little bit on a, a topic, I guess, that we talked a, a little bit about last week, which was uh range etiquette. Um, I think there's uh there's a lot of Different, different things we could talk about here, but why don't we talk a little bit about um, first what uh, ranges etiquette, uh, what, what you do for uh, safety, uh, what you do to uh, not get in trouble, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, differences between some different sports, three-gun, uh, IPSC, trap shotgun, PRS, maple seed, maybe even service rifle in there too, because I've noticed there's uh, quite a bit of difference between uh, etiquette in how some of these different sports are done. So we could do range first. Uh, does then someone want to step forward and talk about their range and how it works? Um, <laughs> maybe I'll start for the uh, well for the indoor range that I go to. It's it's pretty it's pretty standard. Obviously, you're un- unboxing at uh, at the shooting bay. Um, there's usually you your, a range. You bring your case up to the up to the bay, yeah, right yeah, into the absolutely. stall that yeah. you're using, yeah, right up to the stall, yeah. So you're everything's everything's done there, obviously. And uh, there's usually a range officer coming in and out most of the time for the indoor one, which I don't see at all places. Is it public uh, that one? Uh, yeah, I mean it's no, no, it's a member members only, so it's not okay. a. Yeah, they don't. Uh, the one that I was a, an in the indoor one that I was a member of in Ontario that used to the Target Sports that used to allow. Uh, visitors, right? So then, then mm-hmm. they would have they would have like, um, uh, but then they, there would always be a range officer shadowing them the whole time, right? So they're not shooting the independent. Mm-hmm. Um, but for for um, for CTM in, in Montreal, no, it's 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 members, it's members only. So um, really, that's it. You're allowed to you're allowed to sh- if you're an, uh, if you're a black badge holder, you're allowed to shoot with your. Uh, with your with your rig on and stuff, right? As long as you're, you know, obviously following all the safety rules there. Um, and that's can you really like, it. Can you walk around you the shoot? range with your holstered handgun? Can you go to the bathroom uh, with your holstered handgun, or does it have to stay inside that front area? In the, sh- I've never gone to the bathroom with it, so I'm not 100 percent on that. But you can walk around the range hole with it holstered, as long because as you have one, your black badge. Because pre-COVID, we used to have like a a nipsick, like fun shooting night. So usually on Monday nights, we'd go and uh, after six o'clock, they would uh, close that particular because uh, they have two separate. They have a rifle section and they have the pistol, so they close the the pistol section and and just let us like we'd set up little you know, little target and mm-hmm. just do, it was like a practice night. Right. And, uh, and we were allowed to even walk into the, the, the area, the lobby area between the two ranges and inside the range with it, with a gun <gasps> and holstered. Gasp. So, yeah. It was nice. So you can um, actually shoot from the holster at the, uh, yeah. And, and it, 
you can draw. Yeah, and unfortunately, it. since COVID, they haven't they haven't done the Monday nights because in Quebec we had the the curfew for a while, so we the Monday nights were gone, right? So it hasn't come back yet, but that was always nice. But and and uh, and it was the same rules you would follow with Ipsic, obviously, right? One shooter at a time, and uh, everyone behind the line when somebody was shooting, and we we'd like. Uh, RO ourselves, like not ourselves, but we RO the rest of the guys, whoever wasn't shooting. And, and well, that, uh, that, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll come to the IPSC in a bit here because I think there's, no, there's sorry, some no. interesting <laughs> rules around that. Uh, and again, just to like show some of the difference because some people know what you're talking about in terms of like the standard range thing. Yeah. Some people don't because some ranges, like uh, a lot of rural ranges, are yeah, there's some benches set up and and uh, there's no rules. No rules practically. Well, take uh, a well, gun from, could... from like out, out the side of your pickup truck and take it to the to the line and start shooting. <laughs> oh, it. really? That would be, that oh, would wow. be okay, okay at some rural ranges. Yeah, that would yeah. that would be like standard. Yeah. No, Not no, the range the, you go to. <laughs> no, the um, and then there was Galt Sportsman Club in Ontario, which I'm a member of, but I didn't I I didn't complete getting into the handgun section because there was like nine. You had to do um, nine observed. Shoot, shoots with the, with a with a senior person, so I I ended up moving, so I didn't get a chance to do that. But when I did the um, like the course, uh, the uh, club safety course, they had a specific way. So from the side tables to to bring your gun to the front bench, yeah. you had to carry it a certain way. I, uh, I believe it was like muzzle down, muzzle up. Yeah, and there was a you had to like ex- carry it exact exact. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So. So that that was their rule for that specific range, right? So, yeah, at Aurelia, where I'm a member, you go into the indoor if you're shooting indoors. You take your cased firearm to the shooting line, you uncase it there, and you're not allowed to wear a holster or anything. So you shoot from the shooting line. Mm-hmm. When you're done, you clear the firearm and put it back down. On the action range, you can walk around with your handgun. But uh, the indoor, we shoot through little windows, and there's a bench there. So I guess people drawing and then shooting, you might get caught on the bench. Yeah. Or whatever. You'd have to work. stand back. Yeah. So. Hmm. A little bit more. Uh, yeah, I mean, at Chaz, it's uh, take, taking your, your gun, fr- your cased rifle usually from, from the vehicle uh, to the line, uncasing it. Uh, rifle can stay there. Do the deer shooting during while well, while the range is hot. Uh, when the range is cold, either leave it action open on the table, uh, uh, no magazine in it, and step back and and not near your rifle when when the range is cold, uh, or racked mm-hmm. in the back. So in behind the shoot, so you can take your rifle from pointing down range, point it up, and pull it and pop it onto the rack behind uh, behind the shooting positions, which is okay as well. Uh, Does so the RSO check your rifle before you leave the line with it? RSO. Uh, the first person okay. on the range is the RSO. So, okay. Um, if you're the only one on the range, that's that's you. You're checking it. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, that again, that and that's quite different than some of the other places. Um, Chaz has like lights on it, so red means the range is active and and firing. Green means it's cold and there might be people downrange, so you're not allowed to uh, handle firearms or anything like that while it's green. Yep. Uh, yeah, that Sherwood Park, they use a curtain. So like a curtain with snow fence. So curtain goes down, no shooting, go down range, set some targets, that kind of thing, come back. Curtain goes up and the range is hot again. Oh, really? They use a curtain. So the yeah, curtain's which across is, the firing line? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's snow fence. It's just snow fence on a roller. And it's like really big and long. And uh, it's, a, it's a very 
tactile way of knowing you're not supposed to be like yeah. handling guns or doing anything downrange because you can't. Yeah. There's a, there's something in the way that, yeah. <laughs> that is blocking it's, you. It's not just a flag off in the corner. It's like in front of you, right? So yeah, yeah. you know, it's like some ranges will do uh, like a red flag on the bay. Like if you if you're active on that bay, put up a red flag. Yeah. I don't really see the point. I, I, I appreciate something that warns other people on the same range that you're doing stuff. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about the flags. If, if they're if they're like a, a lot of utility or not. Like I, I like the lights. I like uh, I like the snow fence. It's obvious. Yeah. I, I think if you're training your members to always look in the direction of the flag, then then it it works, right? So if you're looking, oh, it's green, I'm good. Oh, it's red. I you know I have to follow these certain rules now. So. Half the reason yeah, I've, I've been to as a guest, yeah. they they forget about the flag. Hmm. Yeah. Whoops, that's supposed to be down. Oh, that's supposed to be up. And yeah, like, true, true. Is that doing yeah. something? Is that doing something true. for you right now? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. When we're shooting CQB at Borden, uh, we put a bay there. There's five flags up around the entire bay because it's got nine bays mm-hmm. there, and they're hundred yard bays. Well, we're down at the 35 when we're shooting. Mm-hmm. So what we do is the bay flag is up and red all day while we're down range. So other people going by know that it's in use. Mm-hmm. And then you don't go front of the forward firing line unless you're under the command of the RSO. And everybody's been very yes. well trained that you don't go forward to that firing line until the RSO says, prepare to move, safety's on, go to the next line. And then you've got your safety person with you as well. So if you start moving, they're going to grab you. And then with service rifle, uh, we're shooting on 500 yard ranges off of a mound. There's a flag at the end of the bay and everybody knows what they're doing. Everybody has their commands. But once in a blue moon, you do get somebody who just isn't realizing that they're supposed to shoot from where they're standing. And they'll start to take a couple steps forward and you know get grabbed and dragged back by their safety guy. Yeah. So I, I kind of like that curtain. That's actually a pretty good idea. When I do my plinking days. We have, uh, I put a, we put, everybody brings tables. You put your kit on the table. I have a line 10 yards behind that. When the flag is green, you know, when I say that it's safe to go down range, everybody is forward of the tables or behind the lines because people mm-hmm. will just not think about it and they'll go pick up brass under their table and touch guns and play with stuff while mm-hmm. people are down range. So you just got to keep an eye on that as an RSO. Yeah, but uh, CQB we unkit against the sides of the range, and then you holster your gun, sling your rifle, and walk around with it all day. It's fun. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, Wapiti, we got basically three kind of distinctive areas. We got our shotgun, which is our skeet trap, five stand, sporting clays, and there. Well, first off, you go go into the clubhouse and you have to sign in. We get cards. You just swipe. Choose what discipline mm-hmm. you're shooting, and then go. Uh, shotgun, you can unsleeve your gun right at your truck. Action open, so if it's a break action, you can over under side by side, break the action open. If it's like a pump or semi, bolt back, you know, have it locked back, and then muzzle up or down, and then go shoot your rounds. Um. Actually, that brings up one that we'll talk about later on. When we're talking about plays, I just thought of one. But now we have an indoor range as well. And that one, you bring your cased firearm in, and we do have like a kind of like a gathering room outside mm-hmm. of the indoor range where you can unbox and then take your then safely take your handgun. You don't you can't load your ammo until you're actually on the line. But from there, you can shoot inside uh we do allow holsters inside if you're holster certified 
And like we have benches in front that they just lift up. So if you're going to start drawing from a holster, you can, and it's in the way you can pull up the table and just lean it off nice. to the side. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Like that. yeah. And then once they're open, you have the outdoor ranges, so our 100 meter, 50 meter, and our pistol bay. And they're same thing. We can unsleeve, unbox your gun at your vehicle and go to the line. Uh, we don't let we don't like when firearms are left on the table though so when we do call cold rain range we have to put a rifle back yep put them up yeah. in the rack yeah uh, i think on the odd time because there's a couple guys that have these big expensive uh bench setups a ten thousand dollar rest that just like almost a micrometer for adjustment we let him keep his gun set up but we ask that they, uh, he pulls the bolt out yeah that like not even open, just pull the bolt all the way out. And yep. these cool, you guys are cool with that, but we really encourage people to just rack them. Yeah. Uh, we do, as far as flags, so for, for our, we don't have flags for the shotgun or for the end, indoor. There is a light when you go into the group meeting area. There is a mm-hmm. light when the lights are on on the indoor range, just saying it's active range. And for the outdoor, Ranges, we have a flag that, like we were saying, basically stays up all the time. And it's just in between ranges saying that they basically could be active. Mm-hmm. And then on our 50, we don't have any lights or anything. It's 50 meter range. You see down there. Same thing with our pistol range. Like our pistol is different. Well, it's different shooting line. So it's a moving shooting line. So with that, you're shooting at the same. And this is one that really has to be watched. You can't have a guy shooting at 70 meter, seven meters and then that guy shooting at 15. Mm-hmm. Who's ever, you guys got to talk together and shoot from the same line because there's nothing breaking up the, the lanes on the outdoor yeah. pistol. And we do allow a little bit of lateral movement on that. So if you wanted to just do a quick little slide shuffle, you could do that. Mm-hmm. And then for the 100 meter, we have a light for when you're going down range throw on a beacon that comes on. And actually once we do reopen the 50 and hundred, there will be an RO down on those ranges at all times. Cool. Yeah. I mean, already we're seeing like, there's quite a bit of difference in, in between even yeah. just the ranges themselves. Right. Like there's some stuff that uh, would be fine at one range and, and would would not be fine. At another. Absolutely. So yeah. You definitely have to watch <laughs> yeah, your orientation. Uh, yeah. I've had some people at my range telling me that, Oh, this is unsafe. How could you be doing that? I'm like, it's, not unsafe and it's fine and if you don't want to participate you may feel free to leave or go complain no, no one will pay attention to you but uh, it's all relative right yeah. like if, if all you it know totally is, is uh if all you knew is maple seed or ipsic and then you went to a regular range that does the regular range stuff you'd be like whoa this is this is a lot less than i see at ipsic or at maple seed yeah, or something true. like that right we have 10 guys moving and shooting at the same time Ipsic people sometimes when they first show up have a real hard time with that. This is unsafe. <laughs> yeah. blah, blah, blah. Well, no, it's not. So, you know, but you also, whatever. I mean, we, we might as well jump into it. Like, so you're, you're talking service rifle and the other thing that yeah. service rifle has, yes, you've have like 10 people in the line, but you also have 10 safety people, right? Like you have the, because you're shooting in relays, uh, the people who aren't shooting and have bombed up their mags are watching the people who are shooting. Right. 
That's for CQB. So for CQB, uh, the for 35 CQB. down to 10 yards, you every single shooter, because we are so close together on the range, you have a safety person who is within mm-hmm. arm's reach of you at all times. So if you go to run or you go to shoot at the wrong time, they're going to grab you. And yeah. that's because yeah. we've got 10 people, you know, you're, you're 10 feet apart, yeah. but sometimes we're moving and shooting at the same time. So you need to stay in your lane. So your person, it's not unsafe. Like I said, IPSC guys will like oh, freak out about it. <laughs> How the military practices. If, if the military practices exactly. that way and if it was unsafe, someone would have been hurt by now and they would have changed it. Yeah. Exactly. It's perfectly safe, uh, depending on how you run it. And we run it in a fashion. Now, I wouldn't have 10 shooters by themselves running all over the range because as Mo found out, you're focused on your you're focused on your one thing and that's all you can do. So the safety person is just there to keep an eye on things and keep you safe. But yeah, like at other matches and ranges I've been there, like, nope, it's one shooter. Doesn't matter if you're 500 yards apart. It's one shooter. That's it. Hmm. And then, and then you... with service rifle, yeah, we do rundowns, but you know, you're on a, you're, you're like 25 feet apart doing a rundown with a safety on a hundred yards and you're running straight towards a target. And when you reach the other end, the safety's off and you shoot. So, but you're loaded, right? Yep. Loaded, ready to go. Yep. You're not, you're carrying the rifle by the four stock as well. So it's not like people are running with their fingers on the pistol, their hands on the pistol grip. So yeah. Four stock. How's that? Yep, you're old. I'd show you how it works, but you uh, know. just one, <laughs> so just one if, handed at, if, on the middle. If balance this line. is if this is my AR-15 and this is my magazine, I'm holding the gun here, running down range. Okay. So a, yeah. fi- a field mm-hmm. carry. Yeah. Okay. That's where you need the carry yeah. handle. <laughs> or your scope. Just grab the scope. Just yeah. Right yep. now, right. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. So you guys run with loaded guns, but with safety on. And then when you get to the, yep. to the spot, you do your shooting and that's in re that's relay style shooting relay style is like, there's a, there's a batch of people all doing the same thing yeah. at the same time. Right. All shooting their exactly. own individual targets down range. Uh, I've shot yeah. some matches on really big ranges where we had 25 or 30 people shooting all at the same time. It was wow. pretty awesome that yeah. you need multiple ROs for. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. you know, an arrow and a couple of arrows with, with bullhorns to keep everything organized, but, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and it's somewhat similar to maple seed. Maple seeds also, it's not relay, but like everyone, it's, it's just one big relay. Everyone, everyone shoots at the same time. Uh, everyone's yeah. on the line. Uh, but maple seed uses a couple of different things to kind of like layer on the safety. So, uh, there's, uh, when the, when the guns go cold, they go like cold stone, cold dead. Like there's <laughs> no, there's nothing in the chamber. Cause there's a chamber flag in there. There's no mag, there's a safety on and, all, uh, they are only addressed in a certain way. And all the guns are checked against that by, uh, by multiple people. So it's like, yeah. that's, that's like one of the safest ranges you can be on because they, there's so many layers that they put on, even though multiple people are shooting at once. And we have like quite young shooters and that kind of thing happening as well. Uh, multiple and ROs on, same on that. At, at, yeah. Same thing at CQB. When you're done shooting your relay, mag out, ammo out, safety guy checks the gun, point it down range, pull the trigger, close the mm-hmm. dust cover on an AR, and then you sling it or you point click bang with your, well, not bang, hopefully that happens once in a while, but click <laughs> with your pistol. <laughs> and then you holster your pistol and then you're cleared. And with service mm-hmm. rifle before you, before you come off the line, the RO goes down, checks every single rifle, and it's bolt forward, hammer down, and uh, pick the gun up. So, mm-hmm. so in uh, in service rifle, the way you can tell a safe rifle is the dust cover is closed, 
And the way you can tell a safe pistol is it's holstered and there's no magazine in it. And your hammer is forward if it's a hammer gun. Yes. So anytime, yeah. and we're always looking for that because if somebody's got their hammer back on their pistol, they're either gaming or they're an idiot and they've been playing with it and racked it. So we keep an eye on that. And mm-hmm. then if a dust cover is open or, you know, a bolt's back over to the side, clear the gun or again. Or mags in. It's not safe. <laughs> yeah. Mags are in that sort of stuff. So, and you know, when you're handling the weapons, when we're we're just walking around the range or whatever, there's never a mag in it. And if you want to play with the gun, you got to check it or disassemble. You go over to the berm and you point it into the berm and you do your tinkering then and never a magazine in. Yeah. And usually like, um, do you guys have a table there, like a a safety table kind of a thing, or is it just in the berm? Just in the it's berm. just into the berm and there's so many people walking around everybody knows the rules so once in a while you hear somebody go hey the hell are you doing <laughs> <laughs> you know because somebody some new guy was over there going hey check out my pistol you know mm-hmm. what are you doing dummy so. yeah um i guess there's a safety like safety area kind of brings us into ipsic demo did you want to cover uh how ipsic safety works and what's the what's the correct etiquette there Most frozen. I thought he was just being really no. pensive and he was like, hmm, and he's like thinking, but no, I think he's frozen right now. <laughs> so, so oh, in, in Ipsic, oh, uh, speak to me, Bo. Wake up. It's okay. He's catatonic. <laughs> um, in Ipsic, they, there's a safety table as well. A lot of the stuff you're talking about, though, uh, Dave, in Ipsic, it would be you're disqualified, you're off the range and you're, oh, you're, huge, you're, yeah. you're done, right? They're, they take a, a no nonsense policy to, uh, to a lot of that stuff. Uh, hey, but we're just talking about uh, Ipsic and the, the etiquette around it. Action there for a second. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so we just mentioned like safety tables. The Yeah, the, I was just no going to say this. the mm-hmm. safety tables, the big one, the uh, boxing, unboxing, all done there. Uh, the no ammunition. Obviously, you, you, you can have ammo in your pouches, but you're not supposed to be touching them, handling them at all. Um No bombing up mags. At the yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Every, there's really? no... And, and uh, yeah, and obviously that's a pretty big rule. And then, um, and then, did you guys talk about the the one eighty rule? No, but actually, it's a good time to bring it up. I mean, those other sports have a, a one eighty rule as well. But yeah, yeah, and m- muzzle down range would be important in in all types of shooting, right? But definitely in an action sport, right? When you're you're moving left to right, for front and back, that you can't be breaking that one eighty with the muzzle. So yeah. any movement you're doing, you always have to make sure that 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 muzzles not breaking that line right mm-hmm. so i think w- one interesting thing about ipsic that's different from those other though in those other sports you're supposed to keep it as much downrange as possible whereas in ipsic it is strategic to not have it all the way downrange sometimes if you're True. running back up range for example and uh just pretend like this is downrange like you can run like this and that's okay and yeah. sometimes you're going to do that because that's going to be the best way to run or sometimes it'll be uh, with your with your arm behind you, but it doesn't have to be straight back range. It just has to be not breaking the 180. Yeah, and you can be engaging yeah. targets left to right as you're moving forward, or, or even back. And and mm-hmm. you're obviously your muzzle's not pointing straight down range at and during that. Yeah, during that shooting, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the other one is the the finger on the trigger. Uh, you can't take more than one step. Obviously, you can't be on the the inside the trigger guard while clearing a malfunction, um, which, you know, perfect, perfect topic. Right. Um, <laughs> and, 
<laughs> what happened there? <laughs> oh, Dave's Dave's just like phasing in and out from <laughs> from Mo here. I'm uh, oh, that's so funny. It's throwing me off. I'm like, <laughs> sorry for our audio listeners, but you gotta uh, be here. You're gonna have to go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, oh, that's funny. Um, where where was I? Uh, no yeah, finger on, no finger on the trigger. Uh, you can yeah, only take mo- one step. Max, one step. That's right. Yeah. Trigger, yeah. And then there's that fine line about the because I've heard people talk about it, like when you're shuffling your feet side to side. Is it when is it a step and when is it not a step? Right. Like for me, I try to get the finger off no matter whatever movement yeah. I'm doing, so I'm not going to get called. Well, you took a step. Your finger was on, right? So, um, zip sick. Let me call my lawyer. a range lawyer on retainer at the at, probably, in yeah, your yeah. in your squad yeah uh yeah. the other the other one is uh i guess if you drop your if you drop your gun when you're not shooting you're supposed to call you're supposed to obviously mm-hmm. stay close to it so it's it's secure and and call an ro over and then they'll pick it up and they'll reholster it for you um See that, that rule I never got with with CQB. If you drop your gun and it's not on the it's not on the line, no one cares. If anybody sees you, we just laugh at you because ah, you dropped your gun. You, you dropped your gun, yeah, yeah. No, no, you drop safe direction holster. You're fine. If you're on the line, you drop your gun. We'll pick it up. Keep it pointed down range. But at that point, unload because if you fell or dropped your gun, you're all flustered and stuff. So that's the end of shooting that particular string of fire. Mm. But we don't disqualify people. It's fine unless they sweep the line with it, you're gone. But yeah. you know, get to the end of it, you're out this line. Next, next relay, you shoot again if you want. Yeah, if you drop your gun in three gun, that's that's it. Yeah, yeah. You're done. I haven't had anyone drop their gun in maple seed yet. I would hope not. It's a I haven't had anyone. It, <laughs> it's it's going to happen eventually. Yeah. Someone's going to slip yeah. and fall. Yeah, but I haven't had it yet, happen yet. Um. Yeah. So like, Ips, Ipsic's uh, very safe. It's got a lot of rules on it to uh, to make Absolutely. sure it's safe. Um, PRS sports are kind of interesting. I've only really shot the CRPS versions, the, the rimfire versions, but, uh, they're interesting in the safety things that they do versus not do. Uh, for example, like when you're moving between positions, generally you need your safety on, or you need the bolt back. So when you're moving your rifle, it can't be hot. It's you've, you've got to, you got to either have it safe or have the bolt back, which is, uh, interesting. Um, but then a lot of the, a lot of the rest of it is, uh, I don't know. Your guns just go back and forth from the rack to the to the line, or they yeah. leave them on the line with their bipods out and all just in a in a big line, yeah. uh, kind of uh, kind of on a shooting line. There, uh, that's when normal. I, when I did the Meaford long range shoot, we had I don't even know like a hundred rifles, and they're all lined up right down the middle of the range. And some guys were getting kind of freaked out because you know I'm standing up here and all these rifles are pointed at me. There's there's chamber flags in all of them, and I've checked them all. You're fine, man. And, and no uh, uh, based on my experience with maple seed, seeing like hundreds and uh, probably a thousand rifles at this point pointed down range, uh, they don't guns don't kill people. No, I've seen them. No. Yeah, they none of the ones that I've ever observed have. They just sit there. Same with our service. You've sometimes got all the rifles sitting behind you, and you're just sitting there having lunch with all the guns pointed at you. But whatever, or there's 20 guys sitting in a circle, and they've all got their guns beside them pointed into the circle. But mm-hmm. No mags are in. They're all checked. Chambers are cleared. Who cares? It's not unsafe. Yeah. It's fine. Well, with Maple Seed, we have a line bosses. We'll always leave someone back at the line. So if there's a yeah. bunch of guns behind, we'll leave someone there. Not to watch the guns, more to watch maybe someone coming onto the bay, maybe someone yep. coming back a little bit too early and making sure that they stay 
away from the guns while it's people the are same with range. We- weapons are never left unattended. Yeah. Because you never yeah. know. You don't know. Yeah. Or holstered. Uh, and then there's three gun. Three gun has, has some of these rules and, and some of the, some of the range rules. So, uh, depends on, on the range you go to. Some of them will have a safe area where you uncase your rifles, similar to an IPSC. Uh, there's a lot of cases though. So sometimes that's, that's got like practicality issues with it. You always have to rack those guns. Uh, your pistols generally just stay holstered. Now, in three gun, at least the clubs that I know, uh, if your holster can come off or your belt can come off, you can leave your handgun in your holster in the belt and just like take it off and then leave it on the bench or whatever and just go re-belt up at any time. And that's fine. As long as that pistol stays in the holster, it's not gonna go it's not gonna come out. That's fine. And the ones I've been Uh, at, if you're not if you're not holstered, it's action open on the safety table pointed into the into the berm or into the safe area. Yeah. Yeah, that's an option at a lot of the the ones that I've been to as well, or just in the holster in on your belt. Yeah, yeah, fits holstered and it doesn't come unholstered except when the under the direction of the RO. Then it's fine. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the sports we're talking about, um, you are given all your commands from the RO. So other than yeah. like, you you step up to the line and the RO still starts telling you what to do, and there's a very specific course of fire, a specific way that that thing runs, and uh, they'll all uh, they'll all just follow that. Chris W was saying too many different rules for the same thing at various ranges. The common rules should be standardized. I agree. I yeah. agree wholeheartedly. I think there should be one way of doing it. Like uh, one of the things we were talking about was like whether you leave the rifle on the table or whether you rack it. Like that should be standardized. That shouldn't be something that like just like varies between ranges. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Do you guys move between your bays with your holster, with your rifle holstered, or do you have to box everything up, move Pistol. to the next bay? Pistol holstered and then rifle shotgun uh, in three gun action open, point it up. Okay. Or if you're going to put it on a baby cart, uh, chamber flag in, point it down. That's okay too. So I was at an IPSC match and I had no idea because I didn't know how this worked. So I'm like, they're like, okay, we're moving to the next base. So I'm like, okay, grab my rifle and my shotgun holster, go to walk around the corner. And somebody basically jumps on me and they're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Everything has to be boxed up before you move to the bay. And it was literally five feet from one table to the other table. It's an Ontario rule at this particular club. The CFO requires you're, you're actually, you don't have an ATT to go to the other bay. So everything has to be boxed. I'm like trigger locked and everything. And they're like, well, you probably don't have to trigger lock, but everything has to be boxed. So unload everything, put it all in the box. Not the range, right? I've heard of that. I've heard of like the bays getting certified, but not the whole range. And then therefore in between the bays, and that's all like no man's land. You're not supposed to have like a handgun and a a holster or anything like that. It's insane. Yeah. But apparently the CF, they had people walking around the club out in the parking lot and, you know, between the bays and the parking lot area. Driving in their car? Holstered guns? They were just walking from Mm. bay to bay and socializing and the CFO showed up and had a kitten. So, (laughs) because, you know, mass shooting or something, I don't know what they expected to happen, but they had a fit and, uh, you know, threatened to lock the club down if they didn't do that. And now... When you try doing it, they do the, no, no, we don't do that here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, okie dokie. Yeah. Depends yeah. on the province too. And what the, it's not yeah. just, Chris, it's not just the, uh, it's not just the, the range. Sometimes it's the province that you're yeah. in. The individual rules that the CFO there has decided to hand down from on high for no reason. There's some ranges. I don't. I'm not a member of any of them that have like extra rules on there. They're like extra fuddy, like no rapid fire. 
no yeah. steel yes. core ammo yes. no yes. steel core ammo even if you're just shooting paper it's like what's what's the difference <laughs> <laughs> the fear is you're gonna get a you know a ricochet if there's a, a rock in the backstop or something there shouldn't like that, be rocks but... in the backstop no, that's on the range you're shooting at. Yeah, yeah. I've shot a few where there's quite a bit of rocks on the on the ground and yeah. on the backstop, but eh, not get a Ontario. ricochet with a reg- with regular ammo. Just the steel is like you could spark. Yeah. The steel could spark. So if if you're on like a desert range and there's like shrub that's like tinder and you're yeah. shooting steel core on steel targets, yeah, you know it's going to cause some sparks and could start a fire. So I guess I guess there's I, some. I started a fire with there. Cop- copper jacket on a steel target. So set my indoor right. range on fire but luckily we got down with fire extinguishers and put <laughs> indoor range yeah in, yeah in, it hadn't been cleaned indoor, up in a long time. Uh, yeah if you don't clean those things a lot of yeah. us unburned gunpowder ends up on the on the floor yep it, it was mm-hmm. quite alarming we had to clear the guns very quickly and get the hell down there so. <laughs> yeah yeah do you guys um so when you go to the let's let's talk about a little bit a little bit about like in bay and um just like etiquette nice to have versus mandatory uh in bay now if you were to set up on like 100 meter center fire would you take your 338 lapua out next to someone else and start shooting it <clears throat> absolutely i would place myself no, as far from as possible I, I yeah like near other people i would there. try to i would try to place myself <clears throat> as far as possible and yeah. if it was really bad i might try to put like a bin or something in the way like best best effort a bin or something to keep the muzzle blast from hitting them right in the face. Yeah. So like we have or, actually have like a front wall with a little window. And so if you have a muzzle break, it's encouraged to get that muzzle break outside of. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. I used to have a mini 14, mini 14s eject absolutely flat sideways. So if I was shooting that thing, I had to be right of everyone else or at least 10, 15 feet away. Cause otherwise they'd start catching brass on the side of the head. And yeah. I discovered that yeah. when I was shooting with a buddy and I was shooting alongside his pickup truck. And I wondered what that noise oh. was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bang, ting, ting. I'm like, that's weird. Ting, thunk. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what that is. That's weird. Bang, ting, thunk. And then I realized I was taking chunks out of his paint. Oh man, my gun's making a weird sound. Yeah. No idea. Hear this echo. It yeah, must have been weird. it must have been hail. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's a big thing at a lot of ranges. If you have a semi that doesn't eject forward or you're doing rapid no. fire, make sure you're at the the right of everybody or whichever. Yeah, right of everybody. If your table's big enough, you can put like a bin or something in the way yeah. to stop most of them too. Like if you're if you're shooting a semi-automatic, you, you might want to keep your brass anyways, so it's kind of handy. And it it saves on cleanup time afterwards. Yeah. Mm. Like tip you I'd imagine with your guys' ranges, you have to pick like sweep up your brass after yeah. after you shoot, right? Clean it up. Yeah. yeah. Can't just leave it on the ground for, for the next person. No, and on the military yeah. ranges, they inspect the range after you're there, so you better Ooh. pick everything up. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. So we and grab your targets from downrange. Oh yeah. You leave it. Yeah. We're like the boy scouts. Yeah. You leave it better than you found it. Yeah. If I know who, if I know the other people that are shooting at the range and I'm, 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 I'm going to go to another bay, I might ask them like, Hey, next time you go down range, would be able to grab, would you be able to grab my targets for me just to not have yeah. to call a ceasefire when they're right in the middle of a string, but only if I know them and I, I, I can ask them that, but that's something that I think speeds things up makes it so I don't have to interrupt them. Yeah. 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 And they don't have to make you wait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but like some of some of the like some of the muzzle blast and the noise, like that's just part of the range. Like when I was uh, a lot, when I was a lot younger, I I felt bad about it, but now I just don't. I just shoot my AR or my braked whatever at the range, and so be it. Like I'm not going to park next to the like 
dad with his two little kids there shooting their 22 and start ripping off like like mag <laughs> dumping my uh my mcr with the big break on it or anything like that but at the same time i i will be doing that somewhere on the range yeah. <laughs> somewhere yeah. in the base maybe not next to them but uh it's, it's, it's so much you can do about that right yeah. like one of the ranges i'm at they have a 50 cal well they had a 50 cal night before they all got banned so if you went out on wednesday nights you can shoot whatever you want, but be aware that the 50 cal guys are in. There's like 10 of them shooting at the same time. It's very unpleasant. So uh, that's as long as you as long as you have like good earplugs, I think those I think it's fine. It's just some yeah. guys don't don't have good earplugs or they have like the headsets and those headsets they they don't do as good a job as earplugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, those are double plug nights. You show up on that. Yeah. And you time <laughs> yeah. your shooting. So when they're shooting, you're not going uh, uh, and flinching every time they pull the triggers. <laughs> so basically don't go to the range that night. Those guys yeah. are there. <laughs> it's good practice for your, for your rifleman's bubble. Like if, if there's it's people true. shooting their fifties off, like you got to f- just focus on what you're doing and not worry about those people. Keep yourself in that rifleman's bubble. You know, it's not the noise that bothers me. It's the blast hitting my face because I'm about to squeeze the trigger. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> make it happen. Make yeah, it happen, I, Dave. I find it hard. Bubble. <laughs> hard to, hard to be in a bubble mo. when there's a 50 cal next to you going, hey, yeah. hey, look at me. Look at me. I got a 50 yeah. cal. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Bubbles coming up at Maple Seed, Mo. At Maple Seed, you're gonna you if you're not on the far left, you may get brass getting spit at you, and you might have hot brass hitting your elbows and giving you little sweet kisses. So I, I should take the, the far left. Okay, got it. Got it. Take yeah, the far left and maybe a thin long sleeve shirt. Yes, yeah, long, long sleeve shirt. shirt. Good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And it's only idea. 22 most of the time, so yeah. you know, just man, yeah. it's just, still hot. Just, every every one I'm at. We get people like that get burns. They get like, like little brass burns burn on the elbow. Yep. Every once in a while, it goes down your shirt. And those ones are spicy because they're getting held against you. Okay. Or uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of the bigger, chunkier guys who have some like COVID uh, thickness around the inside, like their sh- shirts start to pull up, and that's like the perfect spot for a little wrap <laughs> to like go. Right oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would listen tell you it's him with a cigarette walking behind. Oh, look at look at that <laughs> brass. Oh, that's terrible. No, stay in your bubble. <laughs> yeah, bubble. <laughs> bubble. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh hey, you gotta you gotta it's 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 good practice to to not be distracted and, and work with yep. distractions because not all your mm-hmm. shooting can be done without distractions. When that True. deer comes out, you know, you might be in an uncomfortable position to to take the shot or might have Adriel behind you with a cigarette burning your arm. <laughs> <laughs> might be thinking about Bambi. The movie, I don't know. Bambi, yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else we want to talk about for etiquette? Anything else was like burning you guys that you really wanted to cover? Mm. It's weird, it varies by range, varies by discipline. You yeah, know that's what, interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. All the different the, rules. The big thing I find is when you're at a match or a range and you don't know you haven't been to that range before and you haven't shot that particular match, watch what everyone else is doing. And if yeah. everyone else is doing something, you should be doing the same thing. And if you're not sure, ask. No, absolutely. Yeah. Nobody's going to think yeah. you're stupid. If you're like, Hey man, I don't know how this works. What, what am I supposed to be doing? It's far yeah. better to ask than, you know, be, be that guy. Don't be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing at uh, Ipsic matches that I've seen is everyone's practicing except for the new guys. The new guys like do it once and they're like, they feel like self-conscious and they like step away. Everyone's yeah, like yeah. air gunning and doing all this stuff. Yeah. And they're like, nah, good. I got it. It's like, no, you don't. No, <laughs> no, that's... Throw over there and they're still practicing. You don't it's got true. it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So if you see other, I've, I've been doing, doing I've been doing a lot more of that now, and it it helps. It, it absolutely helps. So. Yeah. I like I like the meme for it the Mick Ipsic, which is the Men in Black guy, and he's like, "Shooter, are you ready?" And yeah. stand by. <laughs> and the flash. I'm like, that's exactly how it works because I got everything laid out in my head, and then the buzzer goes off, and I go, "Hmm." I, uh, oh, yeah, I guess I'll shoot stuff. <laughs> and that's the difference between people that are, you know, good at it yeah. and people who aren't. It's just your mental management. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get past the uh, I'll just shoot stuff uh, strategy. <laughs> yeah. Chris says, don't say stay too long when there's a line of people waiting. Let other people shoot, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, man. Be Be courteous to other shooters. Yeah. If the range is busy, you know. Try to aware of your surroundings and don't be that guy shutting down the range after every wanting to shut down the range every string to go check your target or something. Yeah, bring, bring binoculars <laughs> or something. I, that you I can haven't see run into target. one of those yet. I have not ever run into that. I think everyone is is like like they put up multiple targets, bring the uh, bring binos or bring a badass scope on one of your rifles, then you don't need that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Kyle, you, you had something else you wanted to say? Uh maybe not be stressed so much, but like muzzle discipline, even oh, mm-hmm. like we've covered it on this shooting sports side, but just normal regular day at the range. I mean, don't start field carrying your rifle to the, the range. It may not be like written in the range rules, but that's just good form. Good, adequate. Yeah. Again, sure. watch um, what everybody else is doing. Yeah. yeah. And actually one, cause we were, I saw on the list that we could talk about some shotgun stuff too. Cause. Oh yeah. Trap one, stuff. Yeah. This is one I I actually see quite a bit. Um, is like with the clay sports, basically uh, sporting clays. You have your stand, so you don't load your. You walk into the stand with your shotgun open, bolt back. And you don't load until your shotgun is through your your window. Uh, the one I find happens more often than not, and especially it's just the casual guys. They're trying to be cool so they unload and instead of either using the ejector and, and catching or just pulling the shells out and putting them in the garbage they're breaking their gun open and trying to get it dump it out of the gun oh. into the into oh. the barrel oh uh, i like that yeah i've uh, never seen anyone do that oh i've seen a lot of people do huh. that and it's like is it really that hard to break boom boom okay mm-hmm. instead of getting all twisted out of contortion and yeah. Huh. So. You also see people like resting their the muzzle of their shotgun yeah. on their on their shoe, right? Yeah. Well, and that's what's kind of different with the, the trap and the sporting clays is they're not. If your shotgun is broke, like it's still encouraged. Like it's starting to become more and more encouraged to watch your muzzle. But if your shotgun's broke open and your or your action's open, they are a lot less lax on the muzzle dis- discipline because you yeah. they make products that you lace into your boot to actually rest the muzzle on the toes of your boot. Yeah, for shotguns. Mm-hmm. So, and you, if anyone from like the dynamic shooting sports wants to go get their blood pressure up or something, go shoot a play shooting sport and see how many muzzles you get pointed at you. Yeah. Well, same when people walk off with a shotgun, right? They've got a broken up hanging over their arm or over their shoulder. I've seen people do mm-hmm. that. I'm standing right behind them looking well, down the muzzle. I'm like, yeah, and that's loaded. actually, yeah, you see that too. And it's always told it's in the loaded. briefs to mu- barrels forward, broken over your shoulder if you're going to carry it that way. Always yeah. muzzles forward. I mean, if you, at least if you see down a. Uh, 
If, yeah. At least if you see like down a broken shotgun, you can and you're looking straight down the barrels, you can be like, oh, I can see air. So <laughs> yeah. it's safe. Well, go hunting. <laughs> go loaded. hunting sometimes. See how many times you get swept. So never. <laughs> yeah, I would be pissed. No. I would be pissed. I had, <laughs> I had, I had to have a chat with a few people. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. Good old yeah. boys from the bush, right? They're just like, ah, whatever. Just a shotgun. You got it over your arm. I'm like, that's loaded, dude. What the hell? All the guys move. I hunt with <laughs> also shoot three gun. So yeah. see, I that's good. The higher caliber shooting. of safety from them. Yeah. 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 My buddy has come done it a couple times. Stuff. And every time I look and basically tell him to go fuck himself because <laughs> he'll stand there and just, oh, hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Is that loaded? Yeah, but the safety's on. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> I, oh yeah, uh, now it is. Now it is. Whoops. Hold on. Yeah, I, yeah, we're good. I've noticed that with a lot of um, people that don't shoot competition, competition shooters. I've noticed, and people who play paintball as well. If I hunt with people that play paintball, their triggers finger never is their finger on the trigger. And competition, hmm. like guys I shot, I went hunting with that shot. I was with a couple other guys that shoot competition and they were carrying, they were loaded safety on, I mean, muzzle down and you walked in front of them, the muzzle would go somewhere else. Like they were very much mm-hmm. of their muzzle and sort of the good old boys that just hunt. I mean, safeties are on. It's not a huge deal, I guess, but you know, <laughs> bad idea to have your muzzle near anybody else. And they were not as conscious. But it's yeah. just, it's, you know, they carry them all the time in the woods and they're just very casual about mm. Yeah. Scope being is used as a uh, spotting Ooh. scope or binos often, that yeah. kind of thing, right? Comes off the snowmobile, you get the barrel in there and <laughs> that track back on. <laughs> All right. Anything else to cover for range etiquette or safety? Let's move on. A listener feedback. Good. Listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood and refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms accessories, little rubber nib things that you put in your shoes so you can rest your shotgun on it, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. <laughs> Shoe nibs. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, a ton of emails looking for those. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should DIY. That's a DIY. That's yeah. like you, you get you get some of that shoe goo and you just like drizzle it on your shoe and you're done, right? That's all. <laughs> I was thinking solid. more like a like a two by four, and you could like shoot a hole in it, and then you can rest the gun in the hole. Especially mm. if it's a Take your foot out from under the board before you shoot it. Yeah, well, I, what if you got an I, old I shoe guess. and you and you shot a hole through it first, and then you like that was your that was the and you just rest your shotgun, and everyone be like. Paint, shot paint, himself there before is that, paint is that around okay? it. you gotta paint around it with red paint <laughs> yeah. yeah don't worry maybe, there's no toes there <laughs> maybe do your maybe do your shirt anymore. <laughs> uh anyways we've been uh we've been uh showcasing the facebook and youtube comments as uh, as people have been going uh mr tom was asking if we got any more of that comfrey stuff and uh I don't actually really. Uh, comfrey is a plant, I'm pretty sure, uh, and that's uh, that's all I know about it. So no, no, no comfrey. comfrey uh, I'm googling that. No Facebook. <laughs> yeah, so we've been handling those emails. No emails this week. Patreon, Instagram, nothing to talk about. Now, if you'd like to email the show, send an email to slamfireradio at gmail dot com. Uh, if you want to help support the show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash slamfireradio. And uh, sign up and we will send you a patch and sticker in the mail or hand deliver it, maybe, if you're lucky. Uh, Shoutouts. 
Uh, I've got one to all the Alberta maple seed instructors who make my job easy. Uh, a lot of our guys are like at 10 to 20 events they've, uh, they've instructed at. So they know their stuff. They know their stuff. They know when it needs to happen and, uh, nothing gets missed. Nothing ever gets missed. So it's fantastic having such a, a skilled crew around to, uh, to help out with those events. Awesome. Uh, Kyle. Uh, yeah, I got an unusual one. You don't really hear. I want to shout out the Alberta CFO for being so quick on their approval of our range design. Ooh. You should go give them so. a good Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Dave? I my, uh, ran into Lyle this morning from uh, from up uh, Springwater Way, and he commented on the shirt I've been wearing all day. He's like, hey, awesome shirt, man. Oh, so, I have one of right. those. <laughs> Thank you, Adriel, for providing <laughs> me with my awesome shirt. They got me a nice compliment. There we go. Yeah. Awesome. And Mo, you didn't have one else down there. Uh, my shout out is to my shooting friend, Louie, who became my therapist after the last match. He helped <laughs> me get over it. So thank you, Louie. And uh, that's it for me. Did he, did he go soft on you or did he go hard on you? I some people need the hard. Some people no, like no. Need to joke around with it. Was it. A, it yeah. was a bit of both. It was a bit it of was both. A bit of both. So yeah. He listened um, to me. So. <laughs> For some people, it's like, oh, you want to go to Dairy Queen? I'm tell- <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I was, I was pretty upset for two solid days. I couldn't shake it. Mm. I was so bothered by it for like many reasons. I was just so bothered by it, but is this the first time you've been DQ'd? Yeah. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look at Adriel. He got over it. Just takes a couple dozen. <laughs> no, no, I don't I want to remember mine. I can still remember. I don't want to, I don't want that ever to happen again. So, yeah, oh, but it's gonna, it will eventually. You're gonna you're gonna come around the corner of that target, and you're just no, gonna be right like, at the ninety. And uh, no, 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 there, no, it, no. Like there, there's there's all you're, sorts we're doing. Of stuff. If if you don't get DQ'd once in a while, you're not pushing it hard enough. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like true. I, my, my don't be like, telling me this, please. <laughs> <laughs> I had a pistol coming out of my holster because I was coming out of a car and I didn't notice it and it fell on the ground and so you know. Uh, Sarah, what it was now that's just gonna happen. Who cares? And then uh, I had a rifle come out of a barrel because I threw it in because I was mad and it hit the mag well bounced back bounced out. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like uh yeah, that's happened to me. Like not recently. I think I've gone more than a couple of years now without d- disqualifying, but it happens and and it's it it like stuff happens, right? So yeah. it's uh, right. you got your first you got your first one out of the way, and uh <laughs> the second one might be years from now. You know what, Mo? I know somebody who drove 12 hours to get to a match and got DQ their first oh, drink. Yeah, see Ooh, that. that's this, bad. This one wasn't so far. It was an hour 45 there, but yeah, that would that would be horrific, right? My uh, my first and only DQ drove down to Phoenix to achieve that one. Uh, oh, that's a long drive. Oh, man. Was that one of their pistol uh, lights or was that a, a proper episode? No, that was uh, Superstition Mountain, uh, Mystery 3 Gun. Oh, down to Phoenix in the States, not like Phoenix, yeah. their gun range in Edmonton. Oh, no, Phoenix, oh. Arizona. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks. The dude. last stage on day two, I had two stages left to shoot on the Sunday for the third day. The last stage on day two, uh, dumped the pistol. Uh, the, my safety hit the side of the dump box. <sighs> knocked the safety off when I dumped my pistol. So, so I should have saved off the ambi side, and I now switch hands <laughs> to my left hand and dump like Keith Garcia taught me. Yeah, you, uh, 
You learn from it, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one, but at least you got most of the, yeah. the match in. It wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. Stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, first stage, I think. Of oh, that would have been rough. Yeah, a, there a, been a little bit of, of tantrum. A buddy of mine DQ'd. I'll tell you a good one, Mo. Uh, a buddy of mine when we first started shooting Ipsec, we went to a match at Barry, and the match at Barry, we shot the pistol stage, and this was our this was our black badge qualifier, and he DQ'd. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. So luckily, the RO that was there said, "Well, no, the pistol is separate from the shotgun, so you're good. Uh, so okay. you DQ, you shot your first match, and then you DQ'd on your second match. But they had the shotgun base set up with steel and paper, and it was all intermingled. And it was our first match. I went in, I put all of my slugs in one pocket." shot them made sure the gun was empty because i was so paranoid it took me forever <laughs> to shoot it i was like five minutes or something like <laughs> the top guy was like 15 seconds <laughs> i'm like five minutes i'm like screw it. i'm not getting to qualified because i shot right after my buddy yeah and uh he's oh being all, so you he's, saw that happen then okay. oh yeah he okay. was he was being go fast right because he was being okay. cool so he still had a slug in his gun he forgot to clear it and he engaged the steel with a slug slug to steel <laughs> boom the was president a, of the, the president of the club match? it was a match it was two stages but it was two matches as well so oh, okay. so he was okay but he had to have a chat with the safety director. Um, the match, the club president did the exact same thing five minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> those candy cane stages, they'll get you. They'll get you yeah. on those. Yeah. yeah. So at least you didn't DQ on your first match. So, <laughs> but the noise one. was cool. It was awesome. Like just wrap, yeah, wrap the plate around the slug. It's great. <laughs> plate goes flying over the berm. We're like, oh, well, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> on energy when it's all in one piece oh yeah anywho uh check us out on gunners of canada like us on facebook give us a review on facebook and we'll uh see you next week good night good night kelly good night kelly good night trevor trevor good night so if you have any comments or questions for the show please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com now go grab a gun and shoot something when the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.